So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan always having fun and making it a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Vegan Fitness Podcast with another episode um, with Vasil that's joining us here on the show. Um, how are you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. We always talk about important topics like health, mindset, so I'm really interested. What will happen today? What will we talk about? Hell yeah, man. Mr. Mindset. Mr. Mindset is in the house. <laughs> Mr. Performance. <laughs> Uh, just as some context for, for the listener, um, I was actually, um, I was meeting up with a friend, uh, actually with a good, like with one of the biggest vegan nutrition experts in Germany, um, Nico Rittenau, uh, maybe some people know him. I was meeting up with him to play some table tennis in our beautiful um, German summer we have. And I was listening to, to a voice that you sent to me and you're like <laughs> greeting me with, hey, Mr. Game Changer. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I love the energy. Like, I feel like you always bring like amazing energy when you interact with people. Like, how do you do it? Like, how do you bring so much positivity and energy into every interaction? I'm actually curious. Mm, I think that's a big part of it is being mindful of the energy you bring to the table because people say, I can feel his vibe her vibe and what is that is energy is contagious so deep down people can tell how you really feel and they're looking for an experience for a connection so when you interact with people are you going to bring the vibe down or are you bringing the energy up right don't be that person that adapts to the energy in the room be that person that influences the energy in the room and then when it comes to the energy That's where that mindset comes in and there's infinite things that can contribute to your energy. Yes, that's huge. I love that. Yeah, you can yeah, you can contribute so much and if you give more energy, you also receive more energy, right? So it's like I always like to say when you lack it, give it. So when you lack energy, try to give it to someone else. When you lack money, mm. um when you lack money, like go and donate to someone that doesn't have um even close to as much money as you have, right? So then you realize there's actually money in abundance or there's energy in abundance. So when you lack mm -hmm. it, um, give it. It's something I learned from one of my mentors. And um, yeah, when you send your voice messages or we interact, I always feel like you're you're bringing energy and uh, really love that. That's uh, that's how that's how you in the end make an impact, right? That's you have conversations mm -hmm. every single day. So if you bring the energy, you can leave a big impact on the person and uh, in the world in the end. So that's, that's so powerful. Absolutely, yeah. You are Mr. Game Changer, Game Changers Academy, many game changers. And what is game changing, right? We're talking about breakthroughs, transformations that we create in people's lives where they feel energized. They have that willpower to tackle their goals, to live a long life, to feel energized while they're doing that. So that when you start creating that, 
it's game changing and you are the creator of that so you are mr game changer <laughs> <laughs> love it man i was actually curious about your personal nutrition how that's been going for you um since uh, you also are very conscious about that i mean you're not just about the routines and the mindset but you're also about all about like your body right like optimizing yourself um on a physical perspective like with your fitness your workouts your nutrition mm -hmm. so what are some things you've been working on that are working well for you and what are some things that you still want to like improve on and you still want to um yeah learn about one thing that has captivated my attention is seeing your transformation and some of the transformations from the game changers and the big thing that sticks out is how often you speak about the importance of protein you know protein when you are vegan getting the right sources and how much protein you should get and where you get that protein from it can be a little bit tough to cook a lot of tofu every day and, and get you know beans lentils cooking them and I love how you talk about protein powder. So I wanted to find the best protein powders that work for me, which can help me put on more muscle and have more energy throughout the day. And it's not like a cocktail of stuff. It's pretty much mostly incredible sources of protein in it. So that's when I decided to ask you for help and some of the game changers on what are they using? What are you using? And my definition of what I was looking for for a good protein was something that is high per scoop of protein because you know there's protein powders out there where you look at the front of it says oh you're getting 20 grams of protein but then you look at the back and it's two or three scoops and it's oh my oh man like it, it's people don't communicate that the marketing companies just put like really high numbers on the top so you have to learn how to read labels i also don't like uh, I don't want it to have like metals and I want it to be as organic as possible. I also don't like really sugary protein powders as well. And finally, when it comes to vegan protein powders, it's sometimes hard to find one that tastes really good. So when it came to that, then I asked you and you pretty much gave me some important tips. So what are what is something that um, when it comes to the protein powder, what do you think is a good protein powder? Yes, good question, man. So this is something that was my mission for the past years. Like you really picture um, me <laughs> with like glasses on and like looking like a doctor trying to find the best vegan protein powder. Like it was a struggle. Like I, I'm vegan for like five years and the first i would say three years i really didn't find any good protein powders uh, at least like in the german or european space um, and it really took me a long time to find a good one um, and then also when i went to the us in 2019 i realized you guys are even behind which i didn't expect like usually americans are ahead when it comes to like this type of stuff um, but i was surprised that you guys actually didn't have any good protein powders like 2019 and um, at least the ones I tried, I tried a lot of protein powders. So overall, what am I looking for in a protein powder? Overall, you wanna definitely make sure that you firstly like it, right? So this is crucial. Um, the protein powder can have the best nutrition in the world if you hate it, like you just won't consume it, right? And if you con don't consume it, you don't get the benefits, you don't get the uh, results from it. So that's what I talk about in the, um, I talk about this in our program as well, like, for example, 
pea protein isolate, like unflavored pea protein. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, it has amazing nutrients, like ama amazing nutrition, um, but the taste is so bad, like it destroys everything that you put it into. Like I had this beautiful smoothie, um, this beautiful like purple colored, like frozen berries and banana and acai like smoothie. Then yeah, I put the unflavored pea protein in there and it turned it to, <laughs> it turned it to a gray mess oh. uh, and it tasted even worse. So if I have oh. one message for the world, <laughs> Um, if I, I could put a billboard on New York on the on the on the, <laughs> on the thing, I would put that you never should buy like pea protein, unflavored pea protein isolate. Like that's the one thing <laughs> you want to avoid at oh. all costs. Um, but hey, I mean you can make it work. I mean I heard some clients share that they have um, found a way to make it like at least be neutral, so it's not like super grainy mm -hmm. and everything yeah. but yeah i would definitely avoid that so that's the first step i would say definitely has to taste good you have to enjoy it because then you don't use it and that's also where so many people i feel like go wrong in their nutrition overall they just follow an approach that is so restrictive and that is so um, maybe even boring to follow that they mm -hmm. are not able to keep it up just after a few weeks or months they would quit because they don't enjoy it it's not sustainable and that's what matters most in the end from my perspective um so then has to have to have good consistency. So again, you want to make sure that mm, when you use a bunch of scoops, that it doesn't like become super like grainy or this weird texture where you can't even drink it anymore. So, um, I mean, if it's half a scoop, like any texture is good, like any consistency is good, but you definitely want to taste it with like two scoops, like in a, in a good bottle, like in a good shake. Um, that's what I use. So for me, uh, when I drink a shake, I drink it with two scoops, so it has to combine with water, have good mm -hmm. taste, but also good like texture and consistency. That's also something that mm -hmm. vegan protein powders don't usually, um, yeah, do well. Um, and then when it comes to the source itself, like where it comes from, is it rice? Is it pea? Is it hemp? It doesn't really matter too much, right? So people always say it has to be rice and pea protein because then it's optimal. It has an optimal amino acid profile, which is important, yes, because amino acids are the building blocks of protein. And there's certain amino acids that are more important for muscle building than others. Um, but overall, as long as your overall daily protein intake is on point, then you're set and you don't have to um, worry about the combination of the protein. So the source itself, if it's pea, rice, hemp, it doesn't matter too much. I personally found that pea is very heavy on my stomach. Um, mm -hmm. So rice feels like a bit lighter on me and I feel like I digest it much better, but this depends from person to person. Um, the current one I'm using is a combination of rice and pea protein. Um, and in the end, that's not a huge deal breaker. Um, but I do want to say that you want to definitely have 70, like one serving of like a scoop, let's say, like a scoop protein powder should have 70 to 80% um, of protein per serving, basically. So mm. making it super simple, if a serving size would be 100 grams, which it's not, but let's assume it's 100 grams, then it definitely needs to have 70 to 80 grams of protein to have a good protein to gram ratio. That's what you talked about before, yes. that people put on the package, hey, it's 20 grams protein, but it's like two scoops and it's like 40 grams of powder. Yes. So that's 50% of protein. So basically 
quote unquote scamming you to use more products so you buy more product later right so yes. you, they put all kinds of like additives in there and other stuff like fillers that um, that up the the weight without upping the value so you're mm -hmm. paying more you could say right yeah this is definitely one thing that i didn't consider before is looking at a good protein powder from what is the ratio of protein that i'm getting per grams of scoop and when you said that and you know what there's a very specific video where you talk about this in detail in the game changers academy it really clicked and then i look at the, the the vegan protein powder that i had from costco and this protein powder the ratio was maybe like 50 percent protein uh it, it wasn't 70 or 80. so then i started doing some research and you recommended the vega sport so that one definitely has about like 70 to 75 percent protein per scoop i love that one and then also my girlfriend uses pea protein and she has like this golden pea like yellow pea um and so what i've been doing is i actually bought that because i found out in the pea protein even though it might not taste the best it has the best ratio it's like it's like 90 to like 100 percent protein which is crazy so what i've been doing is mixing the vega sport one scoop of that, 30 grams of protein, and then one scoop of pea protein, which is 20 grams, and I'm getting 50 grams of protein in just one shake, and I'm doing that twice a day, so I'll have a shake in the morning, I'll have a huge meal for lunch, and then I'll do a shake in the evening, and I'm, I'm getting 100 grams of protein just from those two shakes, which makes it way easier for you for me to hit my protein goals. Sounds good. Love that. Yeah, you can definitely combine that. Um, if you have a protein powder that has amazing numbers but doesn't taste as good, you can definitely like mix it with with another one. That's that's a good idea, definitely. Um, so also want to make sure it's like pure protein, right? So it's not like a superfood blend. Um, there's a lot of mm -hmm. um, powders out there that might look like protein powder, but then you look at it and it's like it has probiotics and maltodextrin or it's actually a meal replacement shake. So I feel like, especially in the US, it's a lot of confusion there, a lot of different products that just yeah. look different and um, they're just like sold as a protein powder, while in fact, they are not. So that's also something to look out for. And also making sure that it's not too high in calories, but if it matches the 70 to 80% protein per serving, then usually it's a very lean protein as well. So you definitely so make sure it doesn't have too many calories as well. If we broke down why we don't want a mix of stuff like a cocktail of protein where there's a ton of other things in it is it because uh, oftentimes the supplement companies might actually be putting way more of those extra ingredients than the, the protein and it's not measured correctly like it says on the label so you might be getting even less protein than you're thinking is that why it's not a good idea yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why it's not a good idea. So one of the reasons is, like you said, like they're just um, trying to, in the end, increase the weight of the powder. So they like mix um, certain things in there. They're also called property blend uh, as well. That's something you want to avoid. Um, so with these blends, like the FDA doesn't require like uh, specifics with these blends. So it's easy to hide what they put into those blends. If it says property blend, what it means is there's a lot of different things in there, but you don't know how much of what. 
so they don't require to list in detail. Um, so it's like a loophole that supplement companies can use to mm. just, again, push the weight of the product um, and just like put stuff in there where you're not sure okay, how much of that is in there. And then you don't know what nutrition you're getting. So that's another reason why the blends don't make too much sense. Let's say that they put some extra vitamins in there, which might sound great, but mm, if, what if you don't need them? Like what if you already hit your vitamins or your minerals for the day and then you have a shake that has some more vitamins and minerals and you gotta be careful because especially with stuff like iron and calcium and some other vitamins and minerals, um, you don't want to overshoot them. So if you have a blend, then you're like, okay, I can't drink this shake right now because I would overshoot my vitamins and minerals. So you don't get a protein because you can't drink the shake, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things that, that play into that. I feel like overall, it's always better to go for the isolated thing. So you want to take probiotics, go ahead, but like just take it isolated, right? If you want to take mm -hmm. vitamins, go ahead, but take it isolated, like vitamin D, B12, like don't buy blends of that, try to buy it like in, in one, um, yeah, isolated form, basically. So again, blends are a sneaky way to, to cut production costs, right? So mm -hmm. yes. especially in the US, you don't have to label it. And uh, that is very, yeah, just in the end, that what companies use to, uh, to cut that cut the production costs. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, um, there is, in Europe, there's a few brands that are pretty, like we have to be transparent in Europe with what we put in here and how much. But in the US, I definitely want to, would be careful with that. Um, yeah. It's not like dangerous, it's not like you're consuming like dangerous powder, but it's just like unnecessary um, stuff that you can just buy in isolated form in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something, that's really good stuff. Uh, something that also stood out, which almost no one ever talks about, is you talked about sugars. And we're talking about um, sugar additives that replace normal sugar. And for the most part, the community sees that as something pretty toxic, right? Uh, because it's man-made. However, what you were talking about was you've done so much research on studies show using these sugar additives to where you can consume them and it's very safe for you. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting because a lot of people will, like, that's one of the main things they try to avoid. However, you were saying it's not as bad as you think you, you think it is and there's a lot of research to prove that. Yes, that's right. So I can, I can repeat that. So sugar like replacements like aspartame, sucralose, and stevia, they are safe to consume in, in certain amounts. And there's really hundreds of studies done on that. And the amounts where it gets unhealthy are very hard to reach. So I think if I remember correctly for aspartame, just to give like a example, you would have to drink like, I think it was 10 liters or even like 20 liters of, I don't know how many ounces it is, but like like 10 plus liters of Coke Zero to mm. reach a point where it gets unhealthy. That's like 10 like bottles here in Germany at least. Like mm. no one does that. And if you would, then I think you still wouldn't get the negative side effects. Um, so it's a common misconception that 
um, these sweeteners have uh, any negative effects on your on your cravings or on your insulin or on weight retaining. It's it's all uh, researched and safe to use. Um, of course, not something you want to like get mm, addicted to and like only live on, like drink Coke Zero from morning to, to night. Um, but it's definitely something that is fine to use. And um, I'm also open to always share the research. So when people are curious about it, they can always reach out to me. Um, I'm open to sh share research on that. And uh, that's also where protein powders, um, you can, you don't have to worry about the sweeteners. There's some other things in there that you might need to worry about, but sweeteners, definitely not one of them um, from, from that standpoint. And I've been personally, for me, it's always when it comes to these topics, I can look, to, look at the studies myself and like research myself, but I always like to go to even more advanced experts that know even more about research and do that all day. So I just had a um, researcher, a PhD, Brandon Roberts, on the show like a few weeks ago. Um, and that's why I want to invite and talk to these experts because that's what they look at every single day. Yes. And I want to ask them again. I always get the same feedback. They always say, yeah, so soy is safe. Um, sweeteners are safe, like all these common conceptions, most of them, uh, but science shows that they're, they're safe to use. Um, that's also what I want to do with this podcast, right? I want to just share um, the latest research and the science and um, just open people's eyes and give them some perspective on it. Um, you don't need to consume sweeteners, like it's not like you need them to be successful or anything, um, but they're also not something to be scared of in the end. Um, mm -hmm. And sugar... Sugar is a whole different topic, man. Like, I want to definitely do a yeah. podcast on sugar, but just to give like a cliffhanger, sugar isn't as bad as people make it out to be. So, just as a as a teaser. <laughs> I love that about you that you break you break it down to a big degree, understanding how the human body works and how it responds. And not only do you just go based on like what you think, but you take the time to hire, research, speak to professional people who this is all they do. You look at research studies and you learn from the best of the best. You take that information, you apply it to your life, and then you apply it to the game changers, to your community. And this is why uh, these people are feeling amazing. The game changers are looking amazing. They're thriving. is because we're breaking down all these misconceptions of what is, what is not, and you're learning from the best of the best. So this, my challenge to anyone listening to this right now is there's probably a really good chance that you know how to create great protein uh, shakes. Uh, you know what protein powders taste good now that are vegan. And I want to challenge you to go to any of your workout friends, any of your fitness friends that might be using whey protein or casein protein. And they, there's a good chance that they tried a vegan protein powder and they hated how it tastes. So in their mind's eye, they created a pattern where now they relate vegan protein powder to something disgusting. And the thing about it is there's tons of different vegan protein powders out there. And the more and more we evolve, the better and better these protein powders start tasting. And now on the market, there's some incredible tasting ones. So I want to challenge you to make a shake, make a protein powder mix for one of your friends that works out that is using whey protein or casein protein and have them taste it and change their model of reality to where something clicks in their mind and now they are considering buying this vegan protein. Woo, let's go, man. 
Let's go. <laughs> Bring the fire. Love it. That's good. Yeah, that's a good action step. Let's do that. Uh, I feel like I agree that people, yeah, just have one experience, one bad experience, and then they just think it's always uh, that way. So that's a good challenge, man. I love it. Um, that's how I. That's how I did it with my parents. They were like, "Yeah, I mean, the vegan protein powder just doesn't work because I always struggle to get the protein in, right?" So I'm like, I feel like I, t I taught you about this. I feel like a broken record. Like even to my parents, I'm like, you gotta eat more protein. So I had a mission to like give them a protein powder that tastes good, that they enjoy. And I, I made it happen. And now they drink two, one to two shakes a day. And it's super healthy for them. Like this one simple habit will make a big difference for them. Um, is making a big difference for them. Yes. Um, so if you listen to this, then do that and challenge yourself, challenge people around you and um yeah get some protein on board love it awesome good good stuff man uh was a good uh good uh, conversation hopefully it was helpful to you listener uh, if you're wondering about protein about sweeteners and all those things um of course uh, more more episodes are coming your way uh, with vasil as well mm -hmm. um vasil is hosting a mindset call tomorrow for our game changer clients on morning routines all right hero the hero morning routine very excited about that and uh our clients are excited too mm, yes. to learn about it and, yes uh, morning routines are incredible for having entered more energy throughout the day for having way more an abundance of positive thoughts throughout the day if you are going throughout the day and you have so many negative thoughts you've lost that fire within your why factor there's a good chance that you don't have a good morning routine that can make a huge difference in your day uh, when you first wake up what you are doing with your time are you just sleeping into the last minute and then going to work or are you waking up an hour before or two hours before and you have this routine that really sets in that tone and, and you meditate on your goals and you do breath work and you do coach hours whatever it is there's so many different varieties you can journal whatever works for you so I'll introduce different things that people can do that fits in within their schedule and what they like but it makes all the difference in the world if you take the time to have a powerful morning routine it can change your whole day love it man sounds good we might talk about that in a different podcast um, yeah. but this is a good good teaser and uh, yeah thanks so much for jumping on Vasil absolutely for, my pleasure for sharing everything and um, if you enjoyed this episode dear listener then you can always leave a rating review and subscribe to the show you can learn more about protein and vegans. And uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this. Let's keep making those gains, save the planet, and talk soon. Bye-bye. Yes, yes, what did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.